Welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Town. I appreciate you being here. And when I'm doing these interviews, it's fun to do the intro because I'm actually looking at the person. But appreciate you listening. I appreciate our guest being here today. I'm so excited. Um, we are once again continuing our FETC series, which if you, FETC series. So if you've been listening to it, um, you know we've had some great guests. It's exciting. Um, and how important education is. And, and a lot of you who listen to the show know my background. And you know why it's important to me. But today we have Mary. And Mary and I are connected. You know, I love doing this because we found out we have, we have a lot of great connections, but she has a really neat company. But Mary, like I always say, no one introduces himself better than you do. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and we'll dive right into the show. Nice to be here and nice to speak with you today. My name is Mary Bragg. Um, I am the Director of Education Partnerships for Lightspeed Technologies. We are a company that provides um, improved listening and learning environments for the classroom through audio systems. But my individual background, I have been an audiologist prior to coming to Lightspeed, where I've been for over 20 years, um, and actually originally from Long Island, moved to Syracuse, where it's now zero degrees yep. today. So happy to be in Florida, <laughs> even though it's not balmy and warm. I remember being in school, Mary, we won't talk about how long ago, but, you know, where you sat in the class was where you sat, right? And what you see and hear is what you see and hear. Um, obviously, you know, I have four kids, and, and when I go in the classroom now, just the stimulation of what's going on in the room and the environment and how they're set up with pods and all that. Um, and obviously, you guys are, are kind of, if you will, changing the soundtrack of that. Um, tell me why that's important in the classroom today, because obviously I didn't have it. We all know how I turned out. So why is it important to have that in the classroom today? So often teacher or uh, administrators and parents think that a teacher can just use their voice to maintain that connection with students. And that actually by projecting your voice actually distorts the speech signal as well as creating the negative energy in a classroom. Mm -hmm. By providing a low volume uh, microphone that evenly distributes, so we're providing not just loud signals, we're actually providing clarity, even distribution. So actually equal access to the audio content, whether it's from a student, whether it's from a teacher, or, or even media. So that's really what the critical piece is, this low volume but high clarity of the speech signal. So, you know, this way it actually provides that atmosphere for a student where they don't have to think about that background noise. It helps them engage of what they should be listening to. Um, in addition to that, the teaching pedagogy has changed so much over the past few years. We're not teaching whole class anymore. Yep. You know, we've driven to that small group collaboration. So the original instructional audio systems, as we call them, formerly known as sound field systems, that's great for whole class instruction. But now we're breaking into small groups, and we've actually developed a specific tool for that so teachers can listen into the small groups. It's a two-way speaker system, pod, where we can listen into what's going on in that group. Does that student or does that group, are they on task? Well, the teacher doesn't need to go there. Mm -hmm. They need to attend to the students who need additional instruction or using that small pod as a microphone for the students to report out. So my granddaughter is a very shy student. Get her outside in her small group of friends, she's leading the conversation. So the small, the shy students in the groups we find are actually leading the conversations, but when it's whole class and you're not going to get those students to actually participate. But now we see who the leaders are, who are leading the discussions. Sometimes it's those troubled students that are causing problems because they're not engaged, but now in that small group with their friends, they're fully engaged. So that's just some of the solutions that we can provide, whether it's whole class, small groups, collaboration groups. 
obviously you guys have done this, you know, I mean, couldn't I just go online and buy a, a speaker or a karaoke set and put that in the classroom? <laughs> wouldn't that solve the problem, right? Yeah, sure, that would make more noise. But you guys are really putting a science behind this, right? Like it's not just dropping a speaker in the classroom or, or dropping a microphone or throwing a box around with a mic on it. It's a little more in depth. You know, talk a little bit about that process and a little bit about why a system is not just, you know, it's not just the equipment, it's the process behind it. This is a common conversation I'm having down on the floor mm -hmm. in exhibits right now. It's it's not just amplifying, and that's the big misnomer. It's it's not the amplifying making it loud. The speaker design that we have is really promoting um, or emphasizing the soft consonant sounds in the English language. That's where the information is. Your your media sounds that you have for your TVs at home, you want that really rich bass, you want that media sound. That's counter to what we want in the classroom. For instructional audio, and that's what we call it instructional audio, we want that clear clarity of the speech signal. So our vowels, you can hear from here to 100 feet away, you can actually project that. You can't project, you cannot project the soft consonant sounds. So by using the microphone that's now going to a wireless sound system, we can actually emphasize those soft consonants and provide that better clarity. Thinking in a classroom, you've got lots of movement. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have masks that muffle the speech even yeah. more so. <laughs> we lose the interaction. We lose the emotion that you see in a face. We lose the lip-reading skills. We all do, whether we know it or not. So we've lost that with masks. But using that microphone, it's picking up, and the placement is critical. It's picking mm -hmm. up, even in that huge background noise that we've got on the exhibit floor, they're easy, they can hear me clearly, even if I'm 10 feet away, and even if they're 10 feet away from the sound system. So it's the speaker design that emphasizes the soft consonant sounds, as well as the clarity and even distribution. So moving anywhere within a 16 square, 1,600 square foot room, clarity anywhere equal equal clarity anywhere we are in that space that's really neat so you know obviously though um teachers got a lot going on in the classroom now and especially nowadays right mm -hmm. do you have your mask on is it up is it down and even them trying to get the instructional materials and maybe even they're doing a hybrid classroom where they're teaching um how is the technology for the teachers how have you seen your teachers that are using your guys program adapting it into you know really their everyday habits I joke with when I am working with administrators and school teachers, if you can remember three things, on, off, and charge, you've got our system down. <laughs> That's it. We kind of, we kid with our engineers who, you know, we, we yell at them in one way because they're, they're, the products that they design last forever, which is not a good thing for sales. Right. <laughs> but we do have a what we call like the three-second rule. If it takes an educator more than three seconds to learn how to use our equipment, they've got to go back to the drawing board because they have way too much on their plate. Yep. You know, the integration, and as I said, tap the microphone, it's on, you're up and running. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we do the training with educators. It's more the why behind it than the how-to. Yeah. You know, when they, when they learn that it's going to be a tool for them, reduce the strain and stress on their voices, um, keep their students engaged, that's when they're going to 100% acceptance of this new technology. It's not going to be something that they have to really go to a professional development to learn how to use. I think there's teachers out there that are obviously, you mentioned there's tons of great technology on the floor and you're having a lot of conversations. You know, who are the, are the teachers seeking this out or are they walking up to you and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I needed something like this. Like, what are, what are you seeing in, in kind of the type of teacher that, that's seeking out your guys' technology? Interestingly, this morning breakfast, just how we did here yeah. earlier today, there's someone sat down next to me and, you know, we, well, yes, we're both here for FETs. What do you do? What do you do? She's, she is an instructor for a school in uh, South Carolina. I explained what she said. 
you're exactly what I need. Mm. This is my students right now because of, you know, we, we've put our students through, we put our educators through so much challenge this year and having to re-engage, get them to be re-engaged in that classroom or learning space. And by doing this, by having a clear signal, it really helps them stay engaged. I worked with a school way back when, when I first started with Lightspeed. It was Alexandria, Virginia, and I was in a fully inclusion class. And as I normally do, we'll go back and visit with the teacher while the students are in, and I have a conversation with the students. Well, how do you like this new system? And one student said, no, this is middle school inclusion. And said, I hate it. I said, uh-oh, what did I do? <laughs> And then he said, because I feel like my teacher's right behind me and I really have to pay attention now. I said, you know what, I'm really <laughs> glad you hate it. Because, and, the, and the teacher agreed. He said, so much more engaged now. Yeah. So we are, you know, what masks have done for this technology is brought to light the importance of speech intelligibility in the classroom. With or without yeah. masks, it's here to stay. You know, the, that is critical for any learning environment. So over the years, and I said 20 plus years, I have lots of stories, but it's really, teachers and we find even when substitute teachers come in the students will hand the teacher the microphone we need this because we need to be able to hear you wow. and it's the clarity and, and it's really the the stress of re removed from the teacher because they're not having to project their voice compete with all that background noise you kind of led into my next question a little bit there because I was going to ask you the word. Tell me of a success story, which you kind of did, right? I think that's a win. Um, but what are you guys seeing with student performance? And I mean, what is the data talking about in, in the success of both um, students in their academic performance or in the classroom or even maybe attendance for the teachers because they're not straining their voice? Talk to me about some of the success data you guys are seeing with this program. This technology has been around since mid-1970s, so lots of research goes back. Um, you know, what we have seen is that the engagement, I, I like to think about we're providing the building blocks for the early learners. You know, language acquisition takes place in the very formative years once they get to school, K through third grade. If we can pri provide them the data, the information, the clear speech, the phonemes, that's phonemic awareness, language acquisition, we need to provide them the building blocks if they have those firm building blocks from those early ages, then it's going to lead to literacy skills, which is then going to lead to academic success. For the educator standpoint, it's also, you know, there is research out of multiple states that truly some districts would actually monitor as a profession educators have the highest incidence of vocal strain or vocal nodules, which might require surgery. Um, I, in upstate New York, I went to, I was called to a school because there was a teacher who had a double classroom. She had just come back from vocal surgery where she literally could not speak above a whisper. Teaching was her passion. When I put that microphone on, literally tears streamed down because now she could continue to teach because she couldn't speak above a whisper because she could still engage with her students in the classroom. It's a great story because, you know, obviously education is about passion, right? Um, and you can't have that, you know, sort of passion uh, if you don't yell, right? <laughs> but now you don't have to. Um, and, and I think the excitement of, of what they're doing, you know, I know you guys have a lot of other exciting things going on. Um, do you want to share a little bit about some of the programs, some of the different things that, that you have currently running? Um, because I think, you know, the impact that that can have on teachers is really important. Recently, um, we became a 100% employee-owned company. And the reason this is so important is that we as employees have the full impact of the direction of the company, which means we can decide as a full team of employees, and there are 70 employees that are, are now ESOP employees. Um, so 
we can decide what path. Now, it has always been our passion to improve that listening and learning environment in the classroom. Through that, um, it's our direction with our technology, we can stay true to that. So as opposed to another company coming in and trying to take us over, they might change that. Whereas, you know, the founder, Jerry Ramey, who founded the company, this was his thought all along, was he wanted to develop this company, he wanted the employees to have full say, um, we literally have weekly, which is really 4 o'clock East Coast time, every week, you know, a 15-minute, what we call, employee huddle. So we get to share sales reports from, so the, everybody in the warehouse, everybody in operations accounting, we're all apprised. We have a presenter from someone from the company, might be from the warehouse, might be from accounting, might be from IT. Every week we have someone from the company sharing what they're doing. So it really is, I, when I work with hiring an, a new uh, employee, it's they're joining the Lightspeed family. It's not a company. It's the Lightspeed family because we all have a say. Um, and then we, you know, constantly are, are meeting with upper management to voice our opinions of what we can do improve. Uh, recently during the huddle, I was sharing the sales numbers, and um, I said, good is not good enough for Lightspeed. We're always trying to make things better, whether it's our technology, our processes, um, improving what we can do and the impact that we can have on our the students because we're we're really impacting future generations to come. I love that. You know, we we talked a little bit earlier, and and I love hearing you say that um, that you are employee owned, right? And very often um, on the show, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, people that are starting their own business or, or looking to do that. But really, the great thing is you've been able to get into something where you you, you had a passion, and now you kind of have ownership in that company. I mean, how how great is that? Um, share with me a little bit about your why. You know, I know the mission of the company you mentioned several times as we've been talking and the importance. Why did you want to be involved with this company and do what you do? Well, coming to this company over 20 years ago as an audiologist, it was very important because it is a personal passion. Um, I come from a family where you're an educator or you're in the medical field. So I kind of married the two, becoming an audiologist. But then from the start, when I joined Lightspeed, they sought me out for my opinion. What did I see was important? You know, and then we've had some shift from moving away way back in, you know, when this first started in the 1970s, this was really a tool for kids who needed auditory reinforcement. Um, but it has shifted because media has become such an important part of every classroom. So thus being, you know, instructional audio now being very important in every classroom. So my personal passion, I, it's, I'm actually surprised because normally when I speak in front of people, I tear up. I yeah. get very emotional yeah. because it is so important to me. Um, but, and they, they see that anytime I talk about any one of our employees, I, I can't get through without tearing up, but, um, because it is That's so important. Island, yep. Yeah, it is. It, you know, it is so important that it, it's not just a campaign mission. It's if you ask any, and we have a very high longevity of our sales team from our employees, we have very low turnover and it's because we all believe in what we're doing because we are impacting the future lives of, of many children and generations of children and adults. What's the future for light speed and kind of auditory in the classroom? We've seen the changes of COVID. We, we now maybe don't know what's coming. What do you guys think the future is as far as that moving forward? One of the major differences that if I, and I'm often asked, what makes you different from your competitors is we're listening to educators to what they need in the classroom, what's going to have, help them teach what they're teaching. And so we're really following the pedagogy of the instructors, the classroom educators, administrators. So normally, you know, we always thought of just whole class by now, you know, moving and hopefully we are truly moving back to the small collaborative groups, which was interrupted by the pandemic. 
Um, but as I'm moving back, you know, how can we improve that? So we're always, we team up with school districts to develop new products. And so we're constantly listening. We constantly have feedback from groups. We have educators that are on panels for us. So we are looking, you know, it's, it's now developing and improving what we have, but really what more do they need in the classroom auditorily that's going to help them teach and, and engage in the engagement is really what's critical. We have a lot of teachers in the audience that are listening to the podcast, and um, there's a lot of teachers that are maybe even here at this conference that I've met that, that were in the classroom and then started a company, right? Um, what advice would you give? Because you're around, you're obviously a part of a great company that's created a great culture, um, mm -hmm. but then you're also in, in, in the classroom. What advice would you give to the teacher that's like, well, I don't know, like maybe something as simple as audio they, they want to fix or some simple problem that maybe they don't even realize? What advice would you give them if they want to start a company and, and really start moving things forward in education? So that's a good question, because I actually was an audiologist and started my own company consulting with awesome. schools, so it was very yep. similar to that. Um, it's really follow your passion. You know, that is, you know, it, it shouldn't be a job, it should be a passion, and then working, talking with educators, talking with companies that are here. Um, we see that a lot, you know, it, it, we kind of talk about, oh, you joined the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because now you're on the business side, but it's, if you can impact change on, on the lives of children, adults, you know, I, I think about that teacher who cried because we gave her a tool now to continue her passion. Um, if you're passionate about something like that, then find the experts who can then guide you to how you can develop that passion into a business. All right, we're going into probably the most difficult part of the interview right now, Mary, and you, you've been great. This has been so informative, uh, but this is what I call rapid fire. So I'm gonna ask you a bunch of rapid fire questions. There are no wrong answers. There are answers I like better than some others, but there are no wrong answers. You can hold on to the mic throughout this, but uh, okay. just first thing that comes to mind. Sound good? Yep. All right, here we go, you ready? Mac or PC? Oh, I would say Mac. All right, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Google Drive or Dropbox? Uh, well, we do Box. So. Oh, old school. I like that. <laughs> Give me a fist bump on that one. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yep. Um, all right. And then uh, a book recommendation for the audience. Could, hmm. be, could be something educational, fun, entertainment, That's a tough whatever one. you like. That's a tough one because I'm always reading journals to stay up to date. So. Journal recommendations. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, you know... I, I, my day starts with all of my updates in the morning from whether it's school board administrators, New York State, because I live in New York State. So I'm reading all those briefings and then I get to all the technology briefings. So I, I literally spend at least the first hour of every day trying to stay up to date with what's going on in the industry and you know, professionally what's going on around the state. So that's kind of how I, I spend most of my time, free time even cap keeping up to date. I love it. I love it. So then I'm going to ask for a podcast recommendation. It could oh. be this one. You can say the start down podcast. Podcast. That's okay. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, Mary, this has been awesome. If people want to learn more about you or Lightspeed and find out, and if teachers listen, like, man, I got to get this into my classroom, what's the best way for them to get more information? Sure. We have um, definitely go to Lightspeed, which is L I G H T speed, S P E E D dash, that's the hyphen sign, T E K dot com. Lots of resources. We have lots of videos on there from educators that we've worked with over the years um, and over 30 years of, of research white papers that we have worked with um, expert professionals to put out there and be available for anyone um, who's interested. Mary, I appreciate your time. appreciate you being on. Enjoy the rest of the conference. For more great episodes like this, visit startdown.com. For more about me, mikefakera.com, and I will see you on the next episode. Cool. That was fun. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs>